With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time Gospel broadcast. How I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us to begin another week of studying the Word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll get your Bible and study along with us. We're looking today at the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, and we're going to continue our study on scriptural giving, what the Word of God teaches about giving. The Lord willing, the days of this week, we're going to be building upon the principle of faith promise giving. If you remember in our previous broadcast, we've learned there are three types of giving taught in the Word of God. The first type of giving taught in the Scripture is the tithe. The tithe is the first 10% of our income. It does not belong to us. It belongs to God. Our responsibility is to separate his portion from our portion and then bring his portion to the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. And the only place on planet earth in this dispensation of the church that the Lord has chosen to put his name is the local church. So God said, separate the tithe, the first 10% from the other 90 and bring that first 10% to the church. Then when we arrive at the church with the Lord's tithe, we learn from the word of God that we are to dedicate it to the Lord. In that dedication, it loses our identity it becomes the church's money, it's the Lord's tithe, and it's God's method of financing the normal operation of that local church. And then we looked at the second type of giving that is taught in the Word of God, which is the free will or voluntary offering. We normally call these either a love offering or a special offering. The reason that we call them that, that is their purpose, as is distinguished in the Word of God. You see, we give a love offering just out of gratitude and love for God's goodness and mercy and grace and blessings upon our life. And then we give a special offering as the needs arises in the work and ministry of the Lord's work. And so we give these two types of offering. Again, I remind you, the first 10% does not belong to us. It belongs to God. And we really have not given anything until we bring the Lord's tithe and put it in the offering plate first. And then above that is the free will offering. Those two types of giving are much understood even in our day. But I'm dealing now with a mission offering. We discovered from studying the Word of God that a mission offering is money that is collected by the church, but not for the church. It's money collected by the church to be sent out from the church to those serving the Lord in other places. We studied on the broadcast last week, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1, 2, 3, and 4. And here we found God's order of giving a missions offering. We learn, first of all, it is to be systematic giving upon the first day of the week. Then we learned that there is to be total involvement 
of the church membership in giving to missions. God said upon the first day of the week, let every one of you. Then we learn thirdly that that mission offering was to be given according as God has prospered him. And then we learn number four that that mission offering is to be given to that local church and distributed by the authority of the local church. And again, I emphasize this Bible knows nothing about any religious organization above local churches. Many mission dollars do not ever make it to the field because they're being given through large denominational organizations where there are salaries and there are utilities and all of those things to be paid between the giver and the missionary. But the Bible said in 1 Corinthians chapter number 16, verse number 1, now concerning the collection for the saints, that signifies that from the heart of the giver, that money is given for the purpose of missions. And so God's plan is systematic giving, total involvement, giving according as God has prospered you, and giving through that local church, and then distributed by the authority of that local church. And then I said to you, the tithe is a settled amount. It's the first 10% of our income. We do not have to pray how much our tithe is. We simply calculate it. And then the free will offering is governed by how large the need is, by how much we love that need, how much we can afford to give. But then we determined that the mission offering is to be given by faith. And I pointed out to you on the broadcast on Friday from 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse number 7, where the Bible said, Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And we saw from that that we're to ask God what he wants us to give. God speaks to our heart, and then we make that commitment by faith. We purpose in our heart that we're going to do what the Lord has told us to in the manner of giving to missions. But I want to come today now to 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, and we're going to spend several broadcasts looking at chapter number 8, and then in chapter number 9, I'll go into more detail as we continue our study on scriptural giving. And again, I emphasize the purpose of giving is that sinners may hear the gospel, that they might be saved by the marvelous grace of God. Multitudes around the world have never heard the good news that God loves them, that Christ died for them. And so we must send the missionary that he might preach the gospel, that they might be saved by the grace of God. I remind you the word of God said in Acts chapter 4, verse number 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Our Lord said in John chapter 14, verse number 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father, but by me. Any religion that offers the people a promise of heaven, a hope of heaven, apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, is a false religion. So we who have the truth must publish the truth through preaching, through the printed page, and in every way possible that the world may hear, that they may know 
the Savior and be saved by the grace of God. So we come now to look at 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, and I want to read the first five verses and then deal with them on the broadcast today as the Lord directs us. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 1, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality. For to their power, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of ministering to the saints. And this they did not as we had hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. In so much that we desired Titus that as he had begun, so it would also finish in you the same grace also. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 1 through verse number 6. Here we have Paul writing to the church at Corinth and giving to them the examples of the churches of Macedonia. And he said in verse number 1, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit. Now, you probably have not used that word wit all day, but that word wit is simply an old abbreviated form of our word witness. It does not mean witness as we would talk about witnessing for the Lord, a spoken witness, but it simply means to learn by experience. It means to observe, to take note of, to be an eyewitness, to learn by an object lesson. So what Paul is saying to the church at Corinth is, I want you to learn a lesson by observing the churches of Macedonia, and I want you to see the grace of God that is bestowed upon those churches. Now listen to me. Giving is a grace, and no church will ever give much beyond the grace of God working in their lives, the grace of giving. So Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, and he's saying to them, I want you to witness the grace of God that has been bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. Let me take just a moment and share with you the background of this chapter that we're dealing with here. There's a famine in the land. If you study your geography, you would find that the province of Macedonia and the province where Corinth was, the province of Achaia, are neighboring provinces. And there is a famine in that entire region there on the border of the Mediterranean Sea. The church at Corinth, when they faced this famine, one of the first things they did was to discontinue their giving to missions. And so it was not long in the famine. They were not supporting missionaries anymore. And if I could use today's language, they couldn't even pay the bills. And the church is literally dying spiritually. But over in the neighboring province of Macedonia, there is the church at Philippi, the church at Thessalonica, the church at Berea, 
And these churches are in the same famine. But their situation is they are continuing to give to missions and they are continuing to have the finances needed to operate the church there locally. And the Lord is sending a revival and they're just shouting it out right in the midst of this great famine that they're experiencing. When the church at Corinth recognizes this, then they address this situation to the apostle Paul. If I may put it in today's words, they would say to Paul, tell us, how is it that we cannot pay our bills, we cannot give to missions, and we're just drying up? But across the border in the province of Macedonia, those churches are still paying their bills, They're still giving to missions, and they're enjoying and experiencing great revival. What's the problem? And it's like Paul said, I'm glad you asked me. I'm wanting to tell you. And then he sets up Macedonian churches. That is a church at Thessalonica. That is a church at Berea. That is a church at Philippi. And he sets them up as an example for the Corinthian believers to look at and see the grace of God that is working even in the time of this famine. We're going to look at this as the broadcast continues and watch the grace of God as people learn to give by faith. Father, take the word. Use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's all. Well, I trust you enjoyed the broadcast today. Let me remind you that November is our anniversary month, and it's also letter month. Each year in November, we encourage our listeners to write to us and let us know if the broadcast is a blessing. And then by the letters that we receive during the month of November, we make our plans for the coming year on the station that you listen to. So I want to encourage you today, if the broadcast is a blessing to you, you'd love to see it continue on this station. Be sure and pray for the radio ministry, and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of the radio work. Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179, Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179, Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. Your letter will be a vote to keep this broadcast on your station during the coming year. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at the same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Are you not-